WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening, lads and lasses. This is DeDestin coming at you from WDBM. Impact 89 FM, welcome to Exposure. It is uh, Tuesday, and uh, I'm joined first with Peter from Scene Metro Space, and he is, uh, what would you say, you're the director? So you're the... Yeah, uh, for simplicity, it's it's like curator and coordinator. You're the main guy. The janitor. You, you, <laughs> I sleep the floors, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I've actually met Peter a couple of times uh, being in Scene Metro Space, and uh, if you have never been, it is a definite place should be on your agenda. You're here to uh, tell us a little bit about Epicenter, which is uh, a current current showing that you're having, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. It's, it's an exhibit of entirely local art. The idea was to envision uh, Lansing kind of like the epicenter or the impact creator of a creative explosion. Okay. And um, we were able to feature 17 artists, about 40 pieces, 45 pieces of, of art. Um, so it's pretty full and it's there's a, a huge variety. Okay. Yeah, I see the the, the list of names here. Um, what, uh, as far as variety and people who maybe aren't familiar with art itself, uh, just everything from you know sculpting to yeah, uh, painting, photography, some mixed media stuff that kind of crosses the lines between painting and photography, right. or uh, um, some sculptural pieces that incorporate like epoxy resin as well as metal and sure. Um, a lot of uh, artists that I wasn't really all that familiar with before the show, so um, all the usual suspects, you know, that I expected to be in it almost right. uh, sat out, or you know, or other people came forward, and so it's been pretty educational about the amount and, and level of artists working in the Lansing area for me. That's great. So they are all from the immediate area. Yep, Okemos, okay. Holt, Lansing. Um, we drew like a 25-mile circle around the gallery, and we're like, it can come from here. Ah, that's really cool. What is the process that goes th- when you go through and you're looking at specific different artists for, for an exhibit? What What's the protocol? Do you have a, a team, or how does that all we happen? We do have a panel of advisors. Um, they don't always weigh in on the decisions, uh, but they're there if there's ever something that we think might be beyond the point where we want to go as far as controversy or, you know, if we have any questions about whether something is plagiarized or something like that, uh, it's good to have people with like a really broad knowledge base, but I do a lot of the selecting or I'll sometimes have a guest curator come in and pick a show. People can, uh, submit, um, any number of, of works and we select from them. We also have a pretty open procedure where, uh, the pieces don't actually have to be completed yet. They can give us a proposal with some pictures of existing work and, and just tell us what they're going to make. Okay. Wow, that's really cool. Um, as a uh, as a very amateur artist myself, I always wondered when you own an art gallery or you work in an art gallery and you hang all of the pictures and obviously there's you set them up in a specific way, do you have to repair the walls like between every art show? How does that work? Because you got to drill screws in to hold them all, right? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm pretty familiar with spackle and uh, <laughs> right. other wall repair materials. Right. Uh, I try to repaint one wall each exhibit, and then the rest I just kind of patch. And 
Um, there's, you know, all kinds of nicks and things and some heavy pieces we've had people mount into the walls with like huge wall anchors and then you have to do something a little more significant right. to repair it. Okay. Now, do you, um, do you as the, 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 the top dog, do you guys decide the order of how things are hung? Is the, do the artists decide where they want to be in the place? A lot of times I make those decisions, um, and I, I work with some volunteers who help me with the the grunt work too who weigh in and and you know I try to create a conversation between all the pieces in the show which is a very abstract thing but you know if uh works are similar I don't necessarily like to put them next to each other if they're by different artists um I like to put them at a diagonal on the other side of the room or something so you get a, a real push pull between all the different pieces oh that's really cool kind of guide people around the room that way Tell us a little bit about yourself, Peter. How did you get involved in Scene Metro Space? Um, I was an artist who showed some work in a, an exhibit at Scene Metro Space oh, like three years ago called The Buddy System that uh, some friends of mine organized where artists would each invite another artist that they knew. So there were 10 artists who invited 10 other artists. And through that, I met Emma Krush, who was the director before me, and um, she let me know she was moving to Florida, and I applied for the job and and uh, made it through the grueling uh, <laughs> interview. And, right, uh, right. <laughs> and that's that's just kind of how it started. That's good. Um, at the time, we were in a different space. We moved over to 110 Charles Street about a year ago, right. renovated it, and, and that's where we are today. Do you find that uh, the, the move has increased the amount of people that come through, or is it just a bigger? I, I'm not. I didn't see the old space. I am familiar with the new space. Um, what was that about? Just you need more room. Uh, the old space is is slated to be torn down as part of the city center project. Okay. And uh, so we had to get out of there. It was really kind of a fun space. It was an old bank branch with a vault door and everything. Uh, but the new space is far more visible. And uh, it's it's one big room instead of a bunch of little ones. And uh, our neighbors at Giorgio's Pizza generate quite a bit of business. And so we get lots of like foot traffic through there sure. um, at different times of day. That's cool. Um, now, Scene Metro Space is not only uh, for art. That's correct. You, you do other events as well. Right. It's a, kind of a raw art and performance space. Uh, we've got a pretty regular series of music that takes place usually on Saturdays. Uh, they're all-ages shows. We also have some dance coming through. Uh, we've had theater and film and poetry nights and things in the past. Um, we really want to like delve further into all those things just as we get our foothold in the community a little more. Right. That's uh, awesome. I, uh, I'm very happy to see that uh, that kind of thing is is in the community for sure. Um, uh, you and I were talking earlier about an artist that uh, you know cut the books open, um, and uh, I just you know when you go in and you see a piece of art that you would have never comprehended or never even thought about, and like well, how did he come up with that idea or she come up with that idea? I think that really is the true brilliance of of you know going to look at art certainly, and then also you know doing art. Mm -hmm. um, but let's get back a little bit to uh, Epicenter. Um, so that's a 25-mile radius within from your from C Metro Space. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you put the call out to get the artists uh, involved? We put out um, a press release and put it on our website about two months in advance of the show. 
um, usually with some kind of deadline so that people will get work in in time for us to pick it and hang it and, and get the publicity out. Uh, often we kind of think of it as creating a dialogue, so we'll pose a question with the theme of the exhibit. A couple have just been a word, like epicenter or transparent was another one we did, where people will just respond to the wide open concept you get from that word. Okay. Very cool. Um, uh, it is a, uh, it's 17 local artists from the greater Lansing area. Um, and, uh, looks like you have about 42 different pieces. Um, and, uh, that's going to continue through till August 17th. And, uh, what would be the best way for people interested in, uh, contacting scene Metro space or you or finding out about events? I would say, um, check our website, uh, which is www.scenemetrospace.com. If you are a social networker, we also have a MySpace page and a Facebook page, um, which just search Scene Metro Space. It's probably easier than giving the full URL of those. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, we're open Thursday through Sunday, uh, primarily in the afternoons, but Friday and Saturday we're open 2 till 9, so a nice long uh, passage of time. And if you're a music fan, there's also always coming to one of the Saturday shows. You kind of get both things, the art and the music. So every Saturday you have music? Almost every Saturday. We missed uh, the month of May, I think, because we had a sculpture exhibit that was, wasn't real conducive. <laughs> right. But <laughs> People moshing next to statues. Yeah, it gets yeah. a little scary. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, uh, I think for two years we've had a solid stretch of shows every Saturday and occasional weekdays, too. Okay, that's great. Um, again, that is all ages, and um, there is either no charge or little charge to get into an event like that, um, as we were speaking of earlier. Um, if uh, if someone wanted to, you had mentioned there are people that come in and assist you and you know just volunteer their time to be involved in the art itself, is that uh, the webpage would also be the best way to do that? Yeah, that can direct you to... Um to our phone number uh, or our email address, and volunteers are very welcome. We had some of our most committed volunteers graduate this uh, past spring, and so we're developing a new batch of people. Uh, it can be as simple as gallery watching or uh, as complex as helping hang the exhibit, helping build things. <laughs> There's some very hands-on stuff that goes on. There's street teaming. Um, it's really helpful. I'm, I'm the only paid staff person, so... Uh, Anything that people can help with, I, I accept with gratitude. Right. So you don't have to work 120 hours every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, or, and drywalling, if anybody knows how to drywall and wants to come in. and Actually, yes. Dry drywall repair, <laughs> very Go handy ahead. skill. Gotcha. Um, is there anything else, uh, <clears throat> Peter, excuse me, that you would like to add that we haven't covered? I'd uh, just like to mention the show that we have coming up this Saturday, the 19th, that will be The Poor Souls and Steve Leaf from A Story Told and Dolly Rocket. And uh, that should be a good time. It'll be at 8 p.m. It is an all-ages show. Okay. And those are local bands? Uh, yes. Okay. In, in this particular case, they're all local. Um, some of our upcoming shows, we have some touring acts coming through. Okay, sweet. Well, awesome. Peter, I appreciate you being here once again just for... Uh, Redundancy's sake, it's Epicenter. It is at Scene Metro Space, which is located at 110 Charles Street. Um, it's just kind of diagonal from uh, B-Dubs, right? I think, yep. yeah, kind of right by, in that, on that street. So, mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, you are listening to Exposure on the Impact WDBM. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dedestin, and I'm taking you through this warm Tuesday evening. Um, we are going to be speaking with Andy from the uh, Kiwanis. Uh, Andy, can you hear me? I can. How e- are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great tonight. Excellent. Um, I mean, the name Chikorama, I, I, I have to say, threw all kinds of images into my head. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is? Well, Chikorama has nothing to do with chicks unless the kind of chicks you like are the kind that sit on a barbecue and get cooked nice and juicy. Those happen to be my favorite. All right, well, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Chikorama, is a, this is the 51st annual Chikorama for the Kiwanis Club of East Lansing. The major event for our club middle of summer, celebrate summer, celebrate East Lansing, celebrate the greater Lansing community. That sounds delicious. Year, uh, we're doing that with a car show in addition to the Chickarama barbecue. The car show starts at 2, 2 in the afternoon. Uh, free admission for that, so that'll be going on. And then the uh, barbecue itself starts at about 4.30. Okay. Um, the date on that is this uh, this Saturday? This Thursday. This Thursday, okay. Uh, 17th. Okay. At right. Arch Park in East Lansing. Okay. Uh, it's a big community event. We expect a couple thousand people to show up in the park. I don't know how many cars we'll have. It's the first time we've ever had a car show. Okay. But, you know, car enthusiasts are all about being there. So we sure. expect a good, uh, good turnout for that. It should be an exciting day. Okay. Weather will be great. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And even if it's not... It'll still be going on. It'll still be great. Rain or shine. Okay. Let me ask you, is there a section in the car show for the most rusty vehicle? Because I think I might enter if that is the case. Well, you may be the only entry. Well, hey, then I'm going to win. But bring it on down and have a look. (laughs) I'm not sure I can even get it there, but I'll I'll give it a shot. Um, For people who are, you know, like me and not familiar with the Kiwanis, would you tell maybe our listeners a little bit about what you do? Sure, the Kiwanis Club is a service club. It's international, actually. The, there's a number of Kiwanis clubs in the area. Uh, I'm a member of the East Lansing Club, which okay. sponsors the Chikorama. Okay. Um, we meet at the Union Building every Monday at noon. And uh, our main purpose is to uh, perform community service activities, raise money, and devote resources to programs that um, help children. Okay. Uh, our club and Kiwanis International is devoted to changing the world one child and one community at a time. Excellent. And our club takes as its mission 
uh, to make East Lansing and the surrounding community a better place to conduct activities and support programs that serve those with special needs or enhance the community. So we do a number of things throughout the year that um, are entirely devoted to helping children. Our signature pro uh, project is uh, we provide dictionaries for every third grader in the East Lansing school system <clears throat> and thesauruses for every seventh grader. Uh huh. So as you go through the East Lansing public schools, when you hit the third grade, at some point in that year, you'll get a dictionary, courtesy of the Kiwanis Club of East Lansing, which is actually part of uh, Kiwanis International Project to help improve literacy throughout the country and the world. That is phenomenal. I think that's great. And we do a lot of other things, too. Um, ring bells at Christmas time for the Salvation Army. Right. We sponsor an international student reception every September for uh, Internet students who come to Michigan State University from other countries. Okay. I think last fall we had 250 or 300 students attend that. Right, wow. So it's a pretty big deal. Okay. And, you know, a lot of other things that uh, help improve the East Lansing area. Gotcha. How long has uh, Chickorama been going on? This is the 51st. Come on. The, the club's 51 years old. The first year they had the club, they did a chicken barbecue in the park and just kept going with it every year. And a lot of people in the community look forward to it every year. Um, huh. Like I said, we'll get probably a couple thousand people in the park. I don't know when, but a few years ago, maybe maybe 20 or so, I don't know, right. they added a drive-through. So if you can't come to the park and enjoy the uh, band concert and children's games and other <laughs> things that are going on there in the car <laughs> show, you can just pull through, grab your chicken dinner, and be on your way. Okay. Um, and then see a few events maybe on your, in, when you're there. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's a very interesting concept. Um, now, uh, it is a no-charge event, as we discussed earlier. Um, as far as uh, any proceeds that are, are, are earned uh, from the Chikorama, those, I assume, go to the children again? Yep, they support whatever programs we have going on throughout the year. Okay. It's a, it's a major deal for us, so we look forward to it every year. There's months and months of planning to go into pulling it off. We have a big committee involved in... It's a lot of fun. Well, I guess if it's been going on for 51 years, it uh, it has to take some time to keep it going. Absolutely. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, <clears throat> well, I'll ask, we'll get the specific details in just a second, but tell us a little bit about what else goes on at the Chikorama. I mean, it's obviously, it's a dinner and a socializing event, and as you said, there's now a car show this year. What are some of the other things that go on? Well, yeah, well we have the car show this year. There's uh, uh, games for children. One thing that we're going to have is this little coin deal that you can drop a quarter in and watch it spin around. Okay. We'll have clowns and face painting. Um, in years past, we've had wagon, uh, mule wagon rides. One of our club members is a guy who uh, raises mules. Huh. We can't do that this year because of the car show. He's afraid that the cars will, will frighten the mules. Sure, that makes That's sense. That's happened in the past. Um, the East Lansing Community Band is, all, is uh, a pro one of the projects that we sponsor. Okay. The Kiwanis community band they'll be there playing oh uh, john philip sousa songs patriotic songs and that kind of stuff for a couple of sets okay um lots going on lots of people you'll see people that, that turn out every year that you can catch up with you know some i see people there that i only see once a year right 
Well, that's cool. It's a good socializing event then. Right. Um, how how did you get? You just if someone wanted to get involved with Kiwanis, then they would just. Is there a, a website? How what? We do have a website. Um, you can get to our website through the Kiwanis uh, International's website, which is Kiwanis.org. Okay. Or ours directly is Kiwanis of E L. It's K I W A N I S O F E L, as all one word. Okay. And I believe that's dot uh, com. Okay. So Kiwanis of El dot com. Right. I'm sorry, it's dot org. Dot org. Okay. dot org. All right. And anybody who wants to become a Kiwanian, all they have to do is show up to a meeting, and we'll take it from there. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's just sort of a volunteer thing, people getting together to help people. Right. We have lunch once a week. We hear some speakers. Um, we do community service projects, and um, it's actually a really rewarding way to give back to the community, and it's kind of a painless way. Yeah. Um, it's more fun than work. Well, that's uh, that's certainly important, um, and uh, usually when you are donating your time for a good cause, it's always always a good thing. Now, let me ask you, the Kiwanis, it's, you said it's a nationwide organization. Actually, worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Okay. Was that something that was started here in the United States? It began in Detroit. Actually, the, the number one club, which is the first Kiwanis club, was chartered in Detroit in the early part of the 1900s okay. uh, to give back to the community along the lines of a rotary club. Okay. Um, appeals to maybe a different uh, group of people, but Detroit is, is known for being the site of the first Kiwanis club anywhere. Okay. Now we have thousands of chapters throughout uh, the United States, Canada, Asia. I think they have Kiwanis clubs in every continent. Wow. And um, you're never too far away. And you're welcome at anyone. You belong to a club. You can go to any other club and have lunch or breakfast or whatever it is and participate in their activities. I think that is absolutely wonderful. Um, back to the Chickarama. That is, you said Thursday, which is two days from today. Thursday, correct. And it begins uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. with a car show, 4.30, the barbecue part starts. 4.30 barbecue, and then obviously all the good painting and all that good stuff for Correct. the kids. Um, how late do you expect this to go? We'll close down the food part at 7.30, but uh, folks will hang around till 8 o'clock or so. Okay. All right. Well, is there anything uh, that we haven't covered? I think we've got it nailed. Okay. So once again, that is... Uh, Chickarama, and it's this third. Oh, let's. Where is it? Let's talk about the location. Oh, Patriarch Park in East Lansing. Okay. It's on Alton Street at the. You get there at the corner of Saginaw. It's right across the street from St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. And uh, I'm sure that uh, that's going to be big enough that you're going to know where to go. It's not too hard to find. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, Andy, uh, we do appreciate your time over here at the Impact, and uh, thanks for all the information. Good luck on Thursday. Thanks. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break here at Exposure, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles... Inside every high school student 
as a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. I am your host, Destin. It is Tuesday evening and hot and muggy. Um, but welcome to, uh, welcome to Michigan. Um, we got a couple more guests coming up in just a minute, but, uh, <clears throat> I did want to chat with you all just for one moment, uh, a little bit about how much goes on here in the summertime. Um, every week I come in and I interview four to five people with, uh, events that are happening here. And as a person that's not from Michigan, um, it blows my mind, not that Lansing's a really small town or anything, but it blows my mind how much stuff goes on here in the summertime. Um, it just, it, it is amazing. And I think it's wonderful. Uh, of course the winters here are so long that you kind of got to squeeze all the stuff, uh, into, <laughs> into, uh, a three month period. So, all right, enough of my, uh, meaningless babble. Um, we have, uh, we're going to be listening to Miranda and, uh, Patricia. All right, here we go. Miranda and Patricia, Miranda, Patricia, can you hear me? Yep, you can call me Patty. Patty? Patty. Patty? Patty, like Patty Cake? Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Um, is is Miranda on the phone, too? I am. All right. It's like a conference call. It is. Oh, this is sweet. <laughs> I like it. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, you are, uh, you're doing a play. Are you in the play? No. No, you're, uh, you're the big dogs. You're the, you take care of the play. Right. Okay. I'm the director, and I am the artistic director of the theater. Okay. Um, tell us, for people who are not familiar uh, with where you guys work out of, uh, a little bit about your organization. Okay. Well, All This Express Children's Theater is the name of the company. Okay. Our rehearsal spaces are located in Logan Square and MLK and Holmes. But we perform our shows at Hannah Community Center in East Lansing, and we do one each year at Riverwalk Theater downtown. Okay. And we are for children, by children, meaning that we have youth participants on the stage. We have youth participants backstage. They do the costume building and designing, the set construction, the props, you name it, they do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's very cool. How did uh, how did this All of Us Children's Theater come about? It was founded in 1989 by Evelyn Weymouth, okay. who was the artistic director up until this year when I came into her place. Okay. And she started, it started, she had a little kind of touring troupe of her own, and then people started asking her, when are you going to start a theater company? And <laughs> it just kind of gestated from there. I see. We've been around for a while. We'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary next season. Well, congratulations. That's very cool. What, um, it's, uh, by children for children, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that, uh, everyone in the play is, is I mean, what's the limit on the age? I mean, what, uh, they, our rule is they can participate until they graduate high school or they are 19, whichever comes last. Okay. Well, so that's our, cool. Our oldest, 
cast member is usually about 18 years old, and our youngest is somewhere between 6 and 8, usually. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, You're doing uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. We are. Okay. Um, Maybe for our listeners uh, who are not familiar with that particular play, uh, I myself am, and I think it's wonderful. Maybe you can give a, a brief synopsis of what Midsummer Night's Dream is about. Patty do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually at rehearsal right now, and it's a, basically a, a magical story of four, four lovers, over, overly ambitious, homespun clowns, and the mis- misadventures of fairies. Um, it, most of the action takes place in Theseus's palace, which is the Duke of Athens, and it later moves to the mystical forest inhabited by crazy, overly uh, time on their hands, king and queen of the fairies, and basically it just happens, uh, what happens in the play is basically a result of too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I don't know anything about, although I'd like to. Um, I wouldn't mind running into a, a fairy or a mystical character every now and then, too, to give me a little bit of good advice. Exactly. Um, what uh, What What's the rehearsal time on something like this? We've been rehearsing since the first week in May, and we go up until next Friday. Well, the show opens on Friday. Okay. We've been rehearsing Monday through Friday, 630 to 830, here at the rehearsal space, and it's been a hot summer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where do you rehearse? At at, uh, Logan Square. The Logan Square. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. so this will run for a week? Two weekends. Two weekends. The, first, the, first, the last weekend in July and the first weekend in August. Okay, and, and by weekend it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, or Friday just, and Saturday. Just Fridays and Saturdays. Okay, and uh, how many shows each day? We have two on Friday and one on Saturday. The okay. first of the two on Friday are for groups only, though, so yeah. they have to pre-register for those. Okay, uh, perfect. Let's talk about pre-registering and how someone would get a hold of uh, the two of you or the company to find out about the, the performances. Mm-hmm. Well, the best way for them to find out more information is to go to our website, which is www.allofusexpress.org, or they can call our theater space at 394-4118. Okay. Um, what, uh, as far as... Uh, getting the word out or if someone was maybe interested in participating in one of your shows, would that still be the best way for them to do that? That sure would be, yes. Or they can actually come to one of the shows and we always have a plethora of information out on our information tables for them as well. Okay. And we have something very special happening with this particular play because we collaborated with Reach Studio Art Center to make fairy puppets that will actually be on stage as well. Huh. So, a little twist on the Midsummer Night's Dream. Well, that's very cool. Um, is this uh, is this a like a, a charity event? Um, is this a no cost or a small cost type of a thing? They would have to purchase the tickets at the door. Okay, so probably the most reasonably priced. <laughs> perfect. That's awesome. And I'm assuming that uh, funds are just thrown back into the theater itself. Yes, right into the theater, so that we can host our classes and workshops that we run all year long, and then our summer camps during the summer. Okay. And I must um, say, it's going to be the most magical night in East Lansing so far this summer. Yeah, I. It, we, it's funny, we were just talking about uh, how much stuff goes on in in Lansing over the summer, and then we were laughing because you got to squeeze it all into a three-month period before the cold weather comes back. So, <laughs> But uh, that's that's very, very cool. Um, do you, is this something that the two of you do as a 
profession, or do you donate your time? This is pretty much my career and what Patty is beginning as a career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Um, Getting there. <laughs> the, uh, the theater itself, uh, you said that you perform, we're just going to review, you're performing it at, at the theater in East Lansing. We're performing at Hannah Community Center. Hannah Community Center, okay. Yeah. And... Uh, the, the, you the where you rehearse out of is the actual children's theater, the All of Us Children's Theater. Right. It's not an actual theater. It's our rehearsal space and offices are located on MLK, Martin Luther King Boulevard, and Holmes Road on the south side of Lansing. We are currently searching for a permanent space for us to have our own theater, but um, you know how the real estate market is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I'm familiar with all of the things going on in the market right now. Um, and I, you know, theater companies they they need space, right? You got like props and boards yeah, we and have a full con- a full set construction shop, a full costume shop, a props props area, a makeup room, the rehearsal halls, the classrooms, and our office spaces. So we're right now inhabiting a uh, 14,000 square foot space in the shopping center wow yeah <laughs> that's pretty crazy it's a big business to run <laughs> yes i guess so um tell us a little bit about some of the people that are behind the scenes that uh that also take care of you know just as we were talking about the sets and the props is that uh those are also people that uh you know work for the all of us or do they come in just and help to donate their time or we have several adult crew heads who volunteer their time for the most part who come in and facilitate our costumes and our set construction but we also have a guild program where the youth who participate can work themselves up in levels for that particular crew so if they're working set construction they can become an apprentice and then a journeyman and then a master and once they're to a master level they can head the crew on their own. Okay. And this particular show, we have a set construction crew head who is a 13-year-old master badge holder. Wow. Who also did our sets for Snow White in the um, in the winter. <laughs> okay. Well, that's pre- that's a really neat accomplishment for 13. It is. it is, and he does a wonderful job. So this set is absolutely amazing for this show. Also. <laughs> that's really cool. I think I was just learning how to walk at 13, so that's, I'm feeling very inadequate all of a sudden. Um, how many shows do you generally do every year? We perform four main stage shows a year. We do one each season, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall. Right. And then we have two touring troops, one that tours during the um, school year and one that tours during the summer. And by touring, you mean the entire thing tours, sets, everything? Nope, we, our actors touring troupe, they are a no set, no props, no costume storybook touring troupe. Okay. For the most part, they go around to various schools and daycares and perform and then do question and answer sessions. So it's more of like an educational experience because they tour to the school. Right. And then in their second turn, they're at the um, Historical Museum downtown, the Mid Michigan Library and Historical Museum, and there they perform in full costume. Okay. And then our summer touring troupe, Storybook Story Theater, they do use costume and prop when requested, but then otherwise they do it in their storybook t-shirts and jeans and right. try and make it as comfortable as possible because we're out at the festivals and it's hot. Right. <laughs> we'll allow you to wear shorts just this yeah. time. Okay. Well, that's nice of you. Um, all right. Well, let's, I guess, just kind of review. Um, once again, they, you all are doing Midsummer Night's Dreams, which is a uh, Shakespeare uh well, he wrote wrote the play, right? Yes. Uh, I'm like, I was a Shakespeare production, but he's not really producing in these no, days, is he? Not this one. No. <laughs> yeah, he's he not, he's not helping you out with this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, that starts this weekend. 
mm-hmm. is your first performance, and that no, will run... This coming weekend, the following weekend, so the, the, 25th. the 25th and 26th, okay. July, and then August 1st and 2nd. All right. And would you like to, just one more time, give your uh, website and phone number? Sure. The website is www.allofusexpress.org, and the phone number is 394-4118. That is awesome. Uh, Miranda and Patty, you have been uh, wonderful. Thank you for joining us over here at The Exposure, and uh, we appreciate all your information. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Once again, you're listening to Exposure, and uh, we're going to take one really quick break. So stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Destin, and you're listening to Exposure here at The Impact, WDBM East Lansing. And uh, we're having a good old time here in the studio this evening. uh, I'm here with Brandon and guest, and uh, he's nice enough to always be uh, making sure that all the audio and things like that are sounding great. And we're laughing because... um, well, the studio's just a little bit empty at the moment, and uh, we're waiting. F- we were waiting on a guest, so um, this is what they call in the business stretching, where you have to stretch the time and keep people entertained until things happen, which they may not. But here's the good news with that: um, you've got us, and with Brandon and myself uh, running the ship, you can't go wrong. You're gonna you're gonna be entertained nonetheless. Um, so real quick, I do want to hop into uh, <clears throat> a quick discussion that I brought up last week, and I was telling you folks about my buddy who uh, got a baby raccoon and uh, was wanting to raise it and all this kind of stuff. Well, it's illegal to own a raccoon, and my mother is friends with uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, my mother is friends with. Um, uh, the lady who used to run the Potter Park Zoo, and um, she found this whole thing to be not cool, and was saying that you're not supposed to uh, have a raccoon, and you got to give it up, and all of that. So, long story short, the whole process is now ended. Um, he no longer has the raccoon. Um, he did release it to a person who deals with raccoons. They're called rehabbers, and um, I, I'll, I, I find this all so interesting because I. 
you know, naively wasn't even aware that people did this kind of thing. But I guess every animal does need help every now and then. So there's what the, there's these people called rehabbers, and uh, they just basically donate their time, their property, uh, their money to feed them and care for them. And they take in uh, baby raccoons and teach them how to uh, be wild, I guess, again, and um, le- learn how to teach them how to find food and um, survive back in the wild. So there you go. Um, something that you may have never, ever known about before, like myself. Um, actually, I find it so interesting that I think I am going to be trained to become a raccoon rehabber because... Uh, the dang thing was really cute. It was really, really cute. So I'm, I'm going to have to uh, jump into that. Um, you may or may not know that uh, I used to do fun facts on Sunday, and uh, that was my shift, and that was my show. And uh, Brandon just threw me a note that said, do fun facts. That'll be fun for... Ah, John, John, my savior. Well, I'm good. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have uh, John Whiting here. Uh, he is a very busy employee here at the Impact. Yes, I'm the video director here at Impact 89FM. We just kind of started doing the video program again, uh, and that's been gone for a couple of years, but we're trying to bring it back out of the out of the box i saw some of the signs around the uh around the station you know asking if anybody was interested in video yeah what uh i guess how did that get started and then why why did it stop for a while well um as i've been at the impact uh as various positions i started as a uh a production staff member uh just doing audio production and things like that and that was maybe uh four years ago or so and since I've been here, there there was no video program. Okay. Uh, prior to that, um, if you've ever been in the studio, which actually we're in right now, um, we have a kind of a four camera setup, uh, stationary cameras that are set up in the room that are, are controlled in another room down the hall. Um, but since I've been here, they hadn't really been used. Um, so I I tried to pull it out of the box. I don't know what the status was prior to. Uh, my arrival, but I knew that we had the potential to do uh, more video work. Um, So right now, kind of the status we're in is we're trying to make a a larger video staff. Um, The events that we hold at the Impact typically are in-studio performances or interviews uh, from, you know, performing artists, local and uh, national as well. Right. Yeah, I've heard some of the the bands have come through here and they're amazing as most most are they all have their wonderful traits um these are things that you would uh you would stream live over uh, the impacts website right or? well what we have uh right now all the the output is solely on the internet uh, okay. we have a video portion of our website it isn't live streamed uh, but you're, you can go through and see any of the videos that we have recorded at any time. And it's, uh, much like a YouTube setup. Okay. Uh, and we also have a YouTube page. Uh, the website for that is www.youtube.com slash impact 89 FM. Okay. And that, uh, hosts right now we are up to, I think 51 videos. Oh, sweet. Uh, that is since I started being director, uh, video director in February. Uh, we've got 51 videos up from various artists, um, previews of specialty shows, uh, and things like that. Very cool. Um, 
what uh, what as video director are you also trying to expand as far as going out to see bands as well? Sure. Uh, so right now, probably about let's see, six six to ten of the videos that are on the site are actually remote uh, capture from concerts in the area. Uh, the one that kind of kicked it off, uh, we we videotaped when Mobius Band came and played uh, at the Union Ballroom. Sweet. Uh, we started with them, and they were very open to it, and uh, we videotaped their concert and threw, I think, three of their songs online. And then the next one that we did was uh, kind of a bigger band. It was Sponge, and that was at the intersection in Grand Rapids, and they were they were very open and cool about the whole thing so we've got a few of their videos I think that that's well. great I wouldn't expect Sponge to be cool with that oh it was it was fantastic uh, you know it's one of those scenarios where if you've been to the intersection it's it's one of the places that has the gate where don't cross this gate but you always see like the photographers in that little area between <laughs> right. the gate and, uh-huh. the, and the stage so me and, a, and, a, and another gentleman that I, I had helped me uh, with this, we're in front of the gate, so we had people, you know, pounding all, like right over us, you know, security guards beside us, and here we are videotaping Sponge, that's you know, at the awesome. intersection. That's awesome. Um, so that's something that we're hoping to expand uh, into doing. Right now, it's mostly in studio stuff, but also, um, you know, maybe a year prior to us shooting. Uh, the sponge at the intersection, they came in for an in-studio, and they did an interview and played. Wow. So there's a cool acoustic version of uh, Wax Aesthetic up on our YouTube site right now. Oh, excellent. That's very cool. Um, I'm learning things about the station that I work at, so yeah. that's very cool. <laughs> now, is this the only room that has the camera set up? So this would be the main... Sure. Right now, this is the only room. It's The, the room is kind of... Uh, it's set up as a desk panel kind of, of, of room for, for those listening who haven't seen it, uh, where the host would face uh, four different people, and then there's uh, four cameras mounted on the walls that could be uh face to you know videotape any anybody who's at the at the seats uh so this is the only one it is it's it's controlled down the hall by uh you know a pretty nice switcher and uh very professional equipment that's very cool now are these cameras are these new cameras or they've been here these cameras have been here since before I came, okay. and uh, the previous video director, uh, whoever that was, whenever it was, I'm, I should be more knowledge on well, this than I am, uh, but it must have been more than five years ago, uh, the last video director, uh, and they, they would use these for you know similar events that would come in. Well, it's very, very cool, and they are remote control, so they can turn and zoom. Yeah, and... yeah it does the whole, the whole thing. Um, so right now... Uh, we're we're kind of looking for people who are who are interested uh, in learning some of this stuff. If if they already have uh, experience, you know, and they're an MSU student, they can they can uh, kind of join the staff. And regardless of how well trained they think they are, uh, you know, it, it's fine. I've got people who have taken classes in it who are interested in in kind of doing some stuff right now. And I've got somebody who's never done any video work before right. who says, I just, you know, kind of want to learn more about what this media is and, you know, how you do it and what kind of editing's involved and just kind of the whole the whole deal. Right. Um, well, let me ask you, do you, uh, the Impact has cameras then, I'm assuming? Well, or? yeah, we do have cameras. Uh, we have one right now, but uh, it's, you know, it's a pretty nice camera. It's not one of these kind of you can loan out right, kind of gotcha. cameras. Um, I gotcha. But other than that, all the the primary work right now has kind of been on my own. Okay. Um, but this is the main setup in it uh, in this room, and it's 
the 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 technology here is still top of the line, even though it's you yeah. say it's five years ago, yeah. but the the stuff you can do with this is amazing. That's awesome. So then you would just record it. Anything that goes on here would go to a, a program, and you'd edit it down. And uh, sure. So if anyone wants to learn how to edit film, what do you use to edit? Well, right now we're using a uh, a Final Cut rig. Okay. Uh, and with that, usually we we import you know to a regular DV tape that you could uh, maybe a mini DV that you could buy at uh, you know any store. Yeah. Sure. And. Uh, you know, it's just kind of the typical thing that you can, you could pick up anywhere. Right. And uh, what what happens after that? You can either do that, or you can go directly to the computer. And of course, at at that point, you go into Final Cut, and it's a it's a non linear editing system. So it means you it's not in real time, and you can shuffle things around, and it right. doesn't you know make much difference. Right. Uh, which is really nice, especially uh, in tutorial. Right. And then there's always undo if you do something right, you don't want to exactly. do. <laughs> the, the undo button is uh, right. an important feature, right. especially when training. Right. I think that's Apple Z or Control Z yeah, or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yep, I'm familiar with that. I hit that a lot of times. Well, that's very cool. So if anybody uh, wants to get involved in any of the video videography here at the Impact... Uh, Sure, they could. They should. Uh, you know, you can send me an email uh, at video at impact89fm.org, or uh, I mean, you can swing by the station here at the the studios at G4 Holden Hall and just kind of fill out an application and mark that you'd be interested in video uh, work there. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, for those of you who uh, are listening to this and dying to come by. Just be aware that it is a little difficult to get in and out of the building because it's under construction. So be patient as you wander around, uh, but do do try to find us because uh, uh, we have a lot of fun here. Yeah, it's a good place. Yeah, to work. It's no, a good it's place. a good time. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff happening around here. I mean, the video stuff's only a portion of it, but it's what I'm most knowledgeable on. Sure. But uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of cool promotions right now, but. Right. Uh, kind of what we're doing with this video program is you know expanding to kind of just give people a more behind the scenes view at what we're doing here at the right. station um a lot of the stuff i i did a you know a preview of what this show is it's right. up on youtube it's right. a three minute preview we shot maybe uh two weeks ago and it's up there and you can check out what you know we look like or right. you know whatever like that and you can also check out kind of what the studio looks like we also have uh some videos that are up from specialty shows that are more they're they're shot in the air studio right so it's a little more cozy uh, right you know and it's it's a little tighter and and it's really interesting to see kind of how these bands, whether they be you know local or national uh, acts, when they come in, just kind of what they do, and, yeah. it, and it's really neat to see. Get a little closer, get in and play. Yeah, you know. Um, what What is your major personally? Is is it videography? Right. So or? I I graduated from Michigan State with a telecommunication degree. Okay. Uh, with through the DMAT program, uh, and now I'm pursuing my master's. Okay. Uh, in the same field. Okay. So a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, uh, but my main focus uh, is audio and video okay. right now. But very cool. I've, you know, have jobs at a couple different <laughs> places where they think I do a lot of other things too. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have those too. You're like, that's not really like, what I'm here okay, to do. But well, yeah, well, they find out you know something. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's good, it's good to keep your you're mouth doing closed. Something else, right? Yeah, I understand. But that's all right. Yeah, for sure. Well. 
John, certainly we thank you for hopping in and uh, and uh, telling us a little bit about the video. Yeah, no problem. And uh, deal going if, on if here. People are so inclined. Check out the the Impact website at uh, www.impact89fm.org, and then there is a video tab you can click, and that's all automatically updated from the YouTube website. Oh, okay. Uh, so they are always in sync. Uh, and then that YouTube site's address is www.youtube.com slash impact89fm. Very cool. Well, John, thank you very much. Once again, you're listening to Exposure here on The Impact. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to exposure. And we're back. I am your host, Dedestin. You're listening to WDBM East Lansing. And, uh, well, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. Uh, the person that was supposed to be here just isn't here. And, uh, John has been wonderful enough to come in and share his unique perspective on the telecommunication industry and what he's uh what he's learned in his life and uh hey brandon how are you brandon's gonna come on in too yep yeah i yep. would uh come in and say hi as well that's very nice it's turned into happy hour all of a sudden <laughs> your position? yeah so i also have some fun stuff going on uh i'm the music director and uh, much like John is trying to develop a staff of uh, people for video, I'm kind of trying to develop a staff for people interested in reviewing music to start up a music review. So uh, if there's anyone listening in for that, um, or listening in and interested in that, then uh, MD, uh, for music director at impact89fm.org, is how you can contact me. And basically, you know, I, I, I do get a lot of CDs. It's a lot to go through at times. And uh, it would be really nice and uh, I think fun for for those involved. I was involved in... Boxes uh, of CDs. Sometimes boxes, Boxes yes. of CDs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was involved with that. And uh, I thought it was really cool to kind of, you know, a lot of the stuff's newer, probably, you know, lesser known. So you get to hear uh, from those artists and, you know, who know they could break out in the, in the near future. Maybe through us, maybe through other means, but um, that's always a very fun way. And just to get together once a week, kind of distribute a couple of albums and, um, 
you know, the idea is to pick a couple tracks you think might be good for air and also maybe, you know, write down some comments on the album as a whole, okay. to which I can then send to promoters sure. so they kind of know what's going on with their albums as well. Okay. So it's I think it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, I think that's very cool. Um, I, I got to say that I think that your job is probably the the craziest job here just with all of the different things all the different cds that you get yeah um so this if volunteers were interested in doing this that would involve a once a week meeting mm-hmm. and- that would involve a once a week meeting uh just with me and uh you know the other music review staffers you know, we get together i'd you know i'd bring the cds no problem right right and uh you know and um just kind of let everyone sort of pick and choose that's that's what rob did right, right or or you know as as time goes on you sort of know what what people like right and, and uh i already know a couple people that i'll expect in the fall sure and sort of know their musical tastes and you can kind of throw certain certain albums their way okay that's very cool um as far as uh, when you're deciding what to play, you had said that you you start to sort of learn, you know, what people like to hear. Is uh, what is the determinant factor? That's what what's de- how do you decide what song goes? On? I mean, when you get a million songs, you know, once a week, how do you even break it down to you know, here's five that I think would be great. Right. Well, yeah, I do, we do do uh, five ads a week, and uh, you know, I I always look for daytime, and uh, generally that four to seven p.m. spot. Um, where you're looking for a song that you wouldn't mind being stuck in traffic to and, and kind of, you know, getting your head bobbing, get you moving a little bit. But then also it's not to limit it to that either. Sure. You know, if there's a really good sort of slower song, maybe, you know, more mellow, then absolutely with that as well. But I do I do uh, keep an eye out for the faster-paced songs, and uh, a lot of the, uh, well, all the promoters are nice enough to kind of give recommended tracks sure. and for me sure. to check out, which, which sort of helps going right. through all those guys as well. And um, yeah, and that's kind of also um, what what Sitter Spin is geared towards. Right, as well. I was just gonna mm-hmm. ask you. Now this would be kind of a lead into Sitter Spin, and the, the tracks that were chosen by this panel would then move to Sitter Spin. Right. Well, um, well, uh, yeah, we could we could do that as well. Maybe some some albums that you know weren't in music review. There's no music review right now. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm itching to get it started as soon as I can. But right now, Sitter Spin is very, very useful for me because, right. um, you know, we can we can kind of you know weed out you know maybe some uh, some not so great tunes, and you know kind of uh, you know get the get the good ones going and and High Noon's great as well because yeah. you know at the end everyone gets to select their track for High Noon, sure. kind of bail it out every day and uh, and that's good as well. It's also a fun thing to tell people. And, right, you know. right. Now when it's High Noon and Sitter Spin, are they correlated at all? Like, does the song the High Noon song is it picked from Sitter? Spin mm-hmm. or is it a, it is picked? Yep. Um, okay. Every at the end of every show at Sitter Spin, um, every panelist gets to select a high noon track. Okay. And uh, you know I'll, I'll take those albums and uh, you know every day the uh, the DJ will select two. Okay. And uh, then the winner on Monday they'll select two and then you know the winner will will stay and then we'll go challenger by challenger. Okay. And how many times does it have to win before that is then an, an air? Well, you know song? sometimes uh, sometimes it's it, it'll go the whole week. Yeah. As with happened with the uh, the very successful Beardlust that's okay. been that's been playing recently. Yep. And um, actually, last week a uh, a group called Ratatat, which is uh, just all instrumental. I think they they won out the entire week as well. Yeah. So that that'll happen sometimes. 
And then, um, you know, certainly, certainly a couple days, um, you know, two or three days would be good as well. Sure. But they're all good albums. So they're right. all, you know, they're all pretty worthy for that. So, uh, you know, just once again, uh, if anyone's interested in Sit or Spin, you know, that's Sunday, uh, 8 to 10 p.m. You know, anyone can join me here in the basement of uh, G4 Holden Hall. And uh, if, if certainly if anyone's interested in a music review, um, you know, just contact me at md at impact89fm.org. Awesome. Brandon, thank you right. so much. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Once again, that's going to be the show. Uh, we thank you for listening. Impact Exposure. I'm DeDestin. I'm going to throw it over to... Who am I throwing it over to? Is Doug here? Is he here? Yes. Doug and Karina with Progressive Torch and Twang. Stay tuned. You're listening to WDBM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure. Only on 88.9 The Impact.